To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired sports commentator Dick Vitale. Tonight's matchup is me versus an ugly fender bender. If I can eat out a win, it would be a miracle, baby. Um, Mr. Vitale, it wouldn't be a miracle because GEICO gives you a team of experts to help manage your claim. That's going to be a nail-biter. Nope. The GEICO team is there for you 24-7. Now that's a dipsy dude, the guru of a claims team. GEICO is awesome, baby, with a capital A. GEICO. Great service without all the drama. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Today on DC On Screen, we are talking about the season seven, God, season seven Jesus. premiere of Arrow Inmate 4587, right after this. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 511. 511. That's it. 511. <laughs> that thing. I totally lost track. I lost track. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We're talking. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co host, Jason Goss. Hello. We're talking about the season seven premiere. It does not seem like it's been that many years. No. Rounds out to a decade, man. which it almost feels like some days. You know, uh, I listened to Fans Without Borders and their review. Actually, it wasn't Fans Without Borders. It was uh, the DC TV Squadcast. Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's the same host. It's just it's the same show to me mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And Brent was talking about uh, how he thinks this is going to be the last season of Arrow because of some of the stuff that uh, Stephen Amell has said. And I'm like, wait, what was Steph? And he brought up stuff that we've talked about on the show before. Yeah. Where he was like, you know, talk or write this show like it's your last. Yeah, he said season. treat it like that. Right, right, right. But then he also cited uh, and the the interview that Stephen Amell did with uh, Michael Rosenbaum on Inside of You, and um, he does throw in a little line about however however many seasons it goes that gives hope. But it sounds like he's done, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's talking about how he's thirty-seven. He's talking about like how if you know he didn't have this job and what with having a kid and all, if Arrow came along today, he wouldn't take it. Yeah. Like, I I get it. It's rough. It got, it, you spend like half a yeah, year in Vancouver so that, away like, from your family. I get it. He he got so deep that at some point he had to like kind of turn around and like say like I'm not saying I'm not I'm, I'm not saying I'm not grateful. You know, like I'm I'm so grateful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I get it, dude. You work hard. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't be surprised. And he also said on that show that he doesn't feel like he has anywhere else for Oliver to go. 
Like, he feels like he's done everything with Oliver that he could do. Now, that was before this Crisis on Infinite Earths cr- crossover or whatever. Not Crisis. Uh, Elseworlds, Elseworlds crossover. Broke, yeah. yeah, that they're doing. Um, <laughs> it looks like he's literally going to be playing The Flash, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> keep him entertained, guys. Yeah. Because if... if if we keep getting shows like this, like this episode, I am down. This was, this episode was written by Beth Schwartz and Oscar Balderrama. Well freaking done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the, the, there was a lot of payoff in this episode. I had exactly two little issues with this episode. Name them. Oh, um, well, you remember how last year Oliver had, like, a lot of trouble fighting uh, Diaz? Yeah. I didn't quite buy it that Felicity could just, like, take him down really quickly with, like, a fire poker. Just, like, <laughs> swatting him. Just didn't buy it. I know he got the upper hand, like, a few seconds later. But even as much as they gave that was dumb as shit to me. The other thing was, like, I hated that, like, he's got a gun to her. Like, he's like, you know, we've already told Arrow you're dead. You know, it's Curtin's dame. Whatever. Yeah. Come back from break. She comes like you know into the into the prison and she's like, Argus showed up and saved me, but he got away. I'm like, he's getting away from Argus. Maybe I can I can buy that, but it was so awful. Like there was I'm not a little bit of off screen. Said that, yeah, there was a little bit of off screen stuff that was annoying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little little um, Deus Ex Machina happening, but the you know, one thing I, I do want to like acknowledge that- the DC DC TV Squad cast had the same problems. I literally, we, we, me and my wife paused and was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> the the thing I did like about it was it wasn't like she won the fight. It was that she bought herself time. Uh-huh. And the thing I enjoyed about it from a character perspective was this was Felicity and she goes fierce, man. She uses every mm-hmm. fucking object in that room. Like, like she just has this... <laughs> She suddenly adapts this whole like when this when this is over, I I may not be the last person standing, but I I'm going to use everything at my advantage to I, I don't know, and I like I respected it. They actually did a, a quick kind of uh precursor to this where in his dreams, uh in even in his imagination, she's seen as brave. Mm-hmm. There there was a lot to there was a lot to like about the character. But yeah, as as far as execution yeah. It's one thing when she like catches him off guard and she starts l- just grabbing everything in her environment to, you know, uh, forestall the inevitable death kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I can get, I can get that where it does go sure. where it goes off is like yeah, Argus showed up and sh- saved me like that. That's that was that was weird. That was weird and it should be called out for being weird. Yeah, it wasn't justifiable. I feel like I felt like there was a scene in there where they were like planning on shooting that and then they were just like. Mm. No, you know what? We don't have time for that. Or maybe they did. <laughs> this episode didn't, dense. didn't quite come out right, and the reshoot was faster. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, maybe. but the episode was dense. It was a, it was jam packed. Yeah, like that was I mean, my problem. You got problem in there. With... You got Bronze Tiger. Oh yeah, that was my problem with what was otherwise a, a really freaking fun episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was all about this yeah. episode for the most part. Yeah. Um, Bronze Tiger, as you mentioned. Bronze Tiger. I love that Brick and Samson wanted. Uh, Oliver to fill in for for Bronze Tiger. Um, <laughs> the payoff gosh, on that man. was fantastic. Wow. It was so great. 
oh, I you just... should have killed me kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some yeah. very uh, arrow moments I love the guard. in the show. I love the guard just going like, don't do it. I'm like, nope, nope. Nope, my wife is fighting back. I'm fighting back. This is this is how we roll now. This is what's happening. That's my boy. I, I, I was like clutching my sternum as he beat the shit out of that dude. Oh, that was rough. <laughs> He's just like crushing the dude's sternum with that giant weight. Did you hear ribs cracking under it? Ugh. Yeah. I mean, uh, Stephen Amell teased, you're not going to like me after this episode. And I get it. He has that whole subplot with, with the guy that yeah. wants to kind of kind of glom onto him and... Mm-hmm. It they actually do a good job of fleshing that whole thing out. Like this guy wants protection. He he wants it from what he knows is the the bad guy here. Uh huh. And the bad guy here wants to protect his family, so he's telling that guy to fuck off because right. he's trying to protect his family, and this is the best way for him. Like there was a mm-hmm. lot of nuance to that to me. I enjoyed that conversation. Kind of. Did you uh, recognize the name of the guy? No. Um, his name was Stanley. Uh huh. And uh, I think his name was uh, Stanley Dover, and that was a character from, um, well, several things. But Kevin Smith's Green Arrow run, Quiver. Oh. Stanley Dover uh, and his grandfather, who was also named Stanley Dover. And that that dates back to the 60s. Stanley Sr., there was a whole thing with, like, and I don't remember all of it, but there was a thing with, like, he had a demon in him. (laughs) So, like... There is a possibility that they're doing that with this. Like, there is a possibility that they're, like, he was, like, because he says he was in prison for murders he didn't commit. What if it was the demon inside of him? Nice. Yeah. All right. So there's a good chance for a recall on that Yeah. That part of it. I like it. Uh, he has, like, a, a, a big old red demon that he calls Spot. It's like, <laughs> of course. The beast with no name. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah. Some of the uh, side characters. You know, just our, our like our new Arrow team. I like a mm-hmm. lot of where they have ended up right now. Um, my favorite part though was like yeah. Wild Dog is back in like a just just a he's just training boxers now. I can get behind that. I I still have a little bit uh to uh, I still have a, a a journey to go before I'm okay with them again. I think like their 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 story was fine. Yeah, it was definitely the weak point of the episode. Um. That wasn't the weak point for me. I feel like they were setting up a lot with him. I feel like if there was a weak point, it was them. I that's that's one thing actually I didn't really buy was that um once her face was uh the Dinah was captain now. It was just Why like, not? How the hell did that come about? Like I mean, who else? She goes from being like in cahoot on trial in cahoots with the Green Arrow to I'm captain now. I don't know. It didn't ring true somehow. I dug it. I'll I, accept. I'll begrudgingly accept it and move on with my day. It was fine. Like it of the characters we've seen. Yeah, she's the most qualified. Let's do that. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the decision to have her be captain is like hinges on the audience just going whatever. <laughs> if you go back and look at the previous season, you're going to be like, wait. Was everyone else so bad at their job that they still let her be captain? Like, also, answer, yes. I mean, maybe so. <laughs> maybe so, man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> like, wasn't it the season two, like, finale where it was basically Star Starling City, I think it was called at the time, versus... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like them versus all the freaks and, and whatever, we're going to meet in a tunnel and fight this out. Like, the, the this S... 
SPD has been, or SCPD has been a shit show for a long time. Sure. Her running yeah. it makes as much sense as anything else. I guess, yeah. I guess you're right. I'm not saying it makes sense on its feet. I'm saying it makes as much sense as anything else. Right. Those are different things. You know, I don't feel like there is nearly as much to unpack in this episode um, as we normally have. But, I mean, it was a pretty straightforward story. That was a good payoff episode. It didn't oh, set it up a ton. it was a great payoff episode. Like, it, it did set up a ton because we have to talk about Flash Forwards at some point. But, and we oh have to talk gosh. about, you know, who's under the hood now kind of thing. But, ah, uh, okay. There is a lot to unpack in those in those parts. Also, it's very clear that at this point Oliver has chosen uh, that that he's not going to be here forever. We already know his name. He's he's mm-hmm. got to find a way out. And until then, apparently, he's going to control the prison. Like, to me, I, right. I feel like we're setting up a really cool, almost Suicide Squad kind of esque episode of of him breaking out of prison, which is something I've been hoping for for a long time. I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we're doing that, but there's got to be a breakout episode so that I'm I'm pumped for. Man, it was a great episode though. I think great fight scenes, like all of the above on the fight scenes too. Just every that yeah, there wasn't a weak spot there. But in particular, the island. Uh huh. Roy William. Yeah, the flash forwards. I don't even know what to do with that. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about it. I have no idea what to do with it. I mean, I don't know what to do with it. Except to watch a show and I don't know how to process it. (laughs) I, uh. It's the epitome of I can't even with this. And you know, Beth Schwartz has said that the flash forwards are a thing that's going to be on the show now from now to whenever it goes off the air. Well, hopefully not to the extent that we have some cliffhanger we don't dig into, but it's something we were hoping for was. They did a good job of like transitioning after five years out of the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've mentioned several times we kind of hope they start doing flash forwards. And I, like, I saw that guy several times and thought he's literally acting like that kid acts. This is William. Yeah. And yeah, he, it, it's going to be William and apparently Roy hanging out on an exploded island. What, 20 years from now? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. It does seem that way. The whole island can't explode. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't think we're meant to know exactly what's happening yet, obviously. Right. So, uh, who do you think the new Green Arrow is, man? I really don't know. I keep hoping it's Felicity. <laughs> uh, that's, that's fun. I... I I will tell you, my first thought was Roy. I mean, yeah. And uh, my second thought, which was more of a hope, more than anything, was Mm -hmm. uh, Huntress. That would be cool. I mean, Diggle, it feels like the show would have told us if it was Diggle. Because he has been Mm -hmm. the freaking Arrow at some point, right? Sure. And he he does seem slightly underemployed in his current position. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he could possibly be doing more. But definitely, so does Barista Felicity. So, mm-hmm. and then she suddenly shows up and knows how to fight. I, I like. I'm kind of hoping that's right because that would make sense with that. Yeah. Um, I could also think... be Dinah. That would be a kind of fun one. Like, yeah, she has the spare would... time. I could get into some potentially spoilery stuff because nah. I, I, I kind of have an idea of who it actually is at this point. Oh. 
Well, I don't want you to. I mean, register for the premiere. <laughs> we'll talk after. All right. Yeah, it's just about the premiere right now, though. Yeah. Leave all the options out there. All right. <laughs> um. So yeah, and and my idea came came from uh from Brent over on Squadcast. So, like, he was like, "Hey, I I think I know," and then you know, I have a theory. DM me if you want to know. I'll say the same thing. DM me if you want to know. Yeah. Or if you want to know, talk to him. Either way, it's fine. Either way. Yeah, I don't want to know at this moment. Yeah. I mean, we don't know, though. We don't actually know. It's not a, you know, it's not written in stone or anything. Sure. Anyway. So, um, what else we got about about this episode? What do you think? uh, I don't know. Well, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Anything else? You got anything else? I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, I think I'm out. And I feel bad about that because it was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, I just I hate it when we have a really great episode and I just I got nothing to say about it. I'm it's... like, yeah, more like that, please. Uh, stuff. Yeah, it's fine. It <laughs> kind of just means you're still sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for the next thing. I am. I wish there was another episode. Honestly, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at this trivia bit here on on the on the wiki, and I didn't realize that uh, Oliver. <laughs> Oliver used a copy of the Count of Monte Cristo <laughs> to to beat the shit out of those guys. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's funny. God, I meant to write that down, <laughs> but I saw that and chuckled. Oh, and uh, I scrolled through the, the like the TV time comments. I can't remember who said it, but it's apparently been 150 days from premiere to now, or from oh, yeah, the last yeah. finale to this premiere, and that's how many chalk marks he has on his um, his wall. Nice, nice. Well done, everyone, including whoever I've forgotten to source. Sorry, you nailed it, it's all right. whoever you are. The uh, the sketch of the mystery green arrow was apparently drawn by Jim Lee, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I did hear that, actually. I forgot about that. The original, like, wasn't it like a previous sketch was drawn by Neil Adams or something? Like, There's a running bit about that. Yeah, there, there, there's something like that. Whereas I think various people have have drawn different uh, police sketches. Yeah, and that's a, that's a I'm cool just, thing. Like, why not take a moment to have a great artist phone in something they can do in like five seconds and send it on? Mm-hmm. Did you miss Quentin? Not quite. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. All right. Still I, a good I got about halfway. He, he died well. Yeah, I haven't I missed him thing... yet in the arc of the show. I did a thing where uh, they're talking to the guy and they're like, oh, if you think I'm tough, just wait till you meet the captain or whatever. And I was like, yeah, and I was thinking about Quentin. <laughs> and then and then old girl comes in and I went, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's Quentin. happening now. Okay. Oh, Quentin died. Right. Like, I forgot. I forgot. And I was just like, yeah, the captain. Yeah. Oh. That hurt even more. <laughs> He, I did like, like that. For now, he food. went out well, and I'm not. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I know. I'm just, you know, you forget. You get old. Honestly, in the universe of Arrow, oh, there's so much. There, there's so much that's changing. Man, I, I, I kind of don't need him on my plate right now as a viewer. I mean, I understand. I understand. I just like him there. Yeah, I know. He was good. What do you? You know, my third, my third thought about who that new Green Arrow was would be Thea. I would think that, but she's kind of off off the air. One thing I did notice uh-huh. though about uh, like New Arrow, whoever mm-hmm. this ends up being, is uh, 
lot of theatrics. Mm. Like, is it Tommy? <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Whoever whoever's actually doing it is um, very showy. It, like it it looked fantastic. Like, you remember that scene, uh, like that uh, that shot they kept touting from last season, where there's like the the over the bow uh, arrow shot. It, it, oh God, I can't remember where it was. It where it happened, but it was something they kept touting. It was like it, heading over the bow, kind of uh, hit an arrow in and and have something to tie on to. Kind of man, I wish I had something more specific to say. But it was it was a it was a shot they were very specific about. If I say yes, will you continue with your thought? Sure. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I know it, exactly what you mean. <laughs> I choose to believe that. But it, it looked very theatric. The point was, like, it it looked staged in a way that it felt like they took days to do it. And, and it didn't feel like they were days taken to do, you know, this arrow's shots. But it, it did look very theatric. Like, mm-hmm. that kept striking me. As it didn't look... Like, Oliver, when he's uh, arrow, in a lot of ways, like... He is like the path of least resistance, kind of, kind of fighting. Mm-hmm. How quickly can I put this dude down? Is, is that an arrow to the neck? Sure, let's do that. If I happen yeah. to be able to zip line across a few people and and uh, you know take out three people, <laughs> great. Uh-huh. But it's it's not about. Did that look good? No. Did I accomplish <laughs> my goal of breaking four necks in fourteen seconds? Yes, I did. <laughs> was it was it a robot chicken thing they kept doing where they were like they just had. They had, they had the arrow bit where he's like, I'm not going to kill anymore. And he just keeps like shooting people in the heart and jugular. Probably. <laughs> and like hitting him in the legs and the wrong, and like, the, and like an artery. Like, oh, I didn't kill him. We're like, no, he's dying. No, he's dying right now. He's got like 12 seconds to live. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They would do that as clever bastards. Mm. But yeah, there's a lot of theatrics though with this. New Green Arrow. Not that that will tie in, but it, I don't know. I'd like it to. That's all I've got, though. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's William from the future. I have no idea what they're doing with that. I, I have no idea. It's like William from the Nothing. future goes to get trained by Roy, uses the legends to go back in time. Possibly. I'm not sure if that seems far-fetched or just fetched, but... I, I rut row. I rut row. <laughs> Makes as much sense as anything else right now. I, I I genuinely have no idea what to do with the flash forward. Yeah, like zero ideas. I, I I could spitball, but I I don't I don't have a real prediction. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I need to know. I'm not sure. I need to know. No, what I do know is that show. we were kind of hoping that there would be flash forwards, and we have them, and now I'm I'm hoping they pay off. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got. I agree. All right. Um. Boom. 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 I think that's it. I think I'm, I'm think I'm good. I'm spent. My quiver is empty. <laughs> I was about to say that sounds too sexual, and then you go, "My quiver is empty." <laughs> <laughs> That's not okay to say with an episode. End, end it before it gets so, more weird, Dave. End it. It's, that is not okay to say when we're reviewing an episode where the char- main character spent so much time in prison. <laughs> And had a naked fight scene. Yeah, that's fair. Which was a glorious fight scene. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. End this before it gets more weird. Just just put a pin in it, man. Oh, okay. Okay. We are DC On Screen. You can find us over on Twitter at DC On Screen. You can find us on Facebook. I'm Facebook. actively Com. refraining from making this weird right now. 
who is actively refraining I am. from making it weird? I am. You are. Now I'm tempted. I'm, I, just, I'm just Sorry, I'm distracting saying. you. I'm just distracting you. Just keep doing what you're doing. Sorry. Jism. <laughs> are you happy? I shouldn't have tempted. it. I'm sorry. I don't know what you want from me. Evidently, I think you want jism from me. <laughs> I won't tell your daughter. We have been DC on screen. <laughs> Facebook.com slash groups slash DC on screen podcast. <laughs> and we're going to be recording a news episode tomorrow. So uh, you'll, you'll probably have that by the time you listen to this. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. You're going to get it soon. There'll be a lot of us talking. Until next time, keep some DC and some jism on your screen. Oh, goddammit. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus, the bulbous walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.